Welcome to the Marcia Miyake Show, where our mission is to share thought-provoking ideas, practical tools, and tangible strategies to up-level your life, business, and relationships. I'm your host, Marcia Miyake, leadership and emotional intelligence consultant, executive coach, and conscious mama of two. Through solo episodes and interviews with experts in the medical, research, business, and spiritual fields, this show helps you to shift from the illusion that success in one area of your life means failure in another to the understanding that you truly get to have it all. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode, my loves. Today, we're going to be discussing layers to healing. And the reason this is important is because when we are on our journey towards transformation or through transformation, or we're working towards a goal, one of the things that's really key in my teaching is that nobody has a blueprint that's perfect for you. Only you have a blueprint that's perfect for you. Even if you compare your story to someone else's journey and you're like, yeah, we're in similar places, even still the modalities and the methods and the strategies that work for them in their business and in their life may not necessarily work for you. And that really just goes to show that there is no right or wrong answer. There's just a right answer for you in your moment at your level of evolution and your level of consciousness, meaning there is so many layers to this healing work. And I'm going to use the example of emotions and emotional intelligence, because that's really where I delve the deepest with my girls in the academy and with my one-on-one clients. So let's take you on that journey of what your relationship with emotions and emotional intelligence may look like. Okay. So at the beginning, um, you may not really have an awareness of your emotions, the impact they have on your life, and therefore you are unobservant of them. You're detached. You think that emotions are something that just happened and there's um, a lack of control. There's a lack of relationship between you and your emotions. And what this may look like, especially uh, let's look at a child's journey with our emotions. So when we are a child, emotions feel really big in our body. And because our brains aren't fully developed, we don't really know how to make sense of them. And if you were born in my generation or later, there's a really strong chance that your parents didn't understand emotions either. And therefore, if they were unable to navigate their emotions, how are they going to help you navigate yours? So there was um, a culture of emotional repression and suppression. And because parents were uncomfortable with witnessing a child in anger or being distraught, especially if they didn't seem like there was a logical explanation to it, we tend to shut down our children. I mean, even me as a parent, I find myself doing that. I do it less. I'm getting better, but I know that it's a conditioning that I am actually working through. So with children, they don't understand what's happening to them. Emotions are a physiological, completely involuntary response that's happening to an external stimulus or a thought that's happening in their mind. And that can be very overwhelming for a child. And when they don't know what to do, and it feels very big and uncomfortable in their body, they may lash out. So they have emotional outbursts, right? Right. 
Now, if they were shunned and they were made wrong and shamed by their parents and taught that only nice emotions are welcome here. We, we create that environment in our home by saying like, be kind and share and, you know, don't be rude to your brother. And we just, we shut down the innate uh, response of our children because we want to keep the peace or save face, or we want to raise it air quotes, good little humans, good little children. And so then our children become embarrassed of their emotions. And when I say our children, I'm also talking about us as grown-up children. They become embarrassed of their emotions, shameful of their emotions, and we learn to shut those emotions down, okay? And as we get older, and maybe even as a child, you recognize that your emotions were destructive in that oh my gosh, I had a big temper tantrum and my parents locked me in my room. They put me in a time out. They punished me. So we are being punished for our emotions. It's saying that our emotions are wrong and therefore we shouldn't express them unless they are quote unquote good emotions. And this is where we get that um, misconception that some emotions are good to feel and some emotions are bad to feel, whereas all emotions are neutral. They are just data points. So then we may go into two ways. We can become, we can double down on those outbursts and just not know what to do with our emotions and not be able to control our emotions because we have no awareness of them. We don't know what they feel like in our body. And so we we get addicted to these emotional outbursts or we think we're clever little people and we completely suppress him and become uh, numb and we become cold. I went through a journey of really expressing my emotions, volatile like expression, like raging, kicking, hitting, and then I realized, oh my gosh, that's embarrassing. I'm not getting a good response. I want to be perceived as a good girl, and so I shut them down completely to the point where I went through a period where I wasn't expressing any emotions, okay? So then we become non-emotional. Okay, so that's the stage that we can go through. But then we realize that, oh my gosh, by closing off my heart, by closing off my emotions, I am not able to connect with others. It is only when we are open and receptive can we truly create authentic relationship with others. So if I am not showing my emotion, if I'm never speaking my truth, if I'm never communicating how I feel, then I can't have a genuine connection with anyone. And then we realize that, hmm, I haven't found the solution here. But to be honest, my loves, not everybody even gets to that point. Some people think, well, that's just the way life is. I don't have true connection. People just play a role in my life and I never have true intimacy, whether it be with my friends, my family, or even my intimate partner, the person I am in bed with at night. Even to them, I'm not going to open up and unbottle those emotions because I have no control and they are scary. So then we 
perhaps if we are, you know, call it into our uh, life experience, we come across the concept of emotional intelligence where we learn about our emotions and we recognize that our emotions can be our superpower should we learn to manage them and to understand them and to not reject them and to allow them to fully be in our body. So now we are going through this process of understanding emotions are not good or bad. And then we go through a journey of not making ourselves wrong for feeling emotions that don't feel good in our body. And then the next layer would be to start being inquisitive and asking our emotions, hey, why are you here? What is this pointing to? What is this unresolved stuff within me? Because whenever we have an outburst you know, as a 30 something year old woman, I know that that is triggering uh, an earlier trauma in my life. And if I haven't healed that enough, I haven't really come to terms with that, then I'm going to continue to be triggered by that thing. You know, we continue to experience challenges when we refuse to less to, re- to learn the lesson that that challenge is trying to teach us. Right, And a lot of us are so defiant and stubborn that we would rather go through the same heartache, the same experience, the same lows and highs in our life because we don't want to actually look at what that is triggering within us. This is why we date the same guy, just a different name and different face because it feels familiar in our body because we haven't healed that earlier trauma. So then when we get into the higher levels of emotional intelligence, we learn, oh my gosh, I can actually leverage my emotions. I don't have to be victim to them. I know that they're neutral. I can even use these unpleasant feeling emotions to create movement. Oh my gosh, I can use different philosophies and and ideologies. I can use stoicism. I can use strategies that leverage my emotions to get the result I want, even those seemingly hard emotions. And then another layer to that, okay, um, would be embodiment. Because when we go through leveraging our emotions, a lot of us want to get really proficient at processing emotions. We want to move through the emotions, right? We never want to spiritually bypass. So we want to move through the emotions. And so now a lot of us are very equipped with a lot of really handy tools in our tool belt to process that emotion, to move through it as quickly and as effectively as we can, you know, especially us high performers who want to do things efficiently, right? So we have these tools, perhaps we have, you know, tapping or we have, um, anger release processes or journaling things that we want, we do as a strategy to release that tension from our body, because we know that an unpleasant feeling emotion inside of our body, if it is not processed and released, gets trapped inside of our body. And this is how we create disease. Every disease stems from an emotion. It can be traced back to an emotion. So this is kind of where a lot of my students and my clients get to is they want to get to a a place where they can process these emotions really quick. And sometimes they're like, Mars, I've done so much work. Why am I here? Like, I shouldn't be triggered by this. I need to move through this quickly. And now the next layer for them 
is embodiment. So it's really important to be able to sit with the discomfort of the big emotion without like having to necessarily process it immediately. Like it needs to get rid of our body because do you know what that shows? That that emotion, though you are skilled, still has power over you. It has power over you because you can't sit in the isness of the moment that is shame, fear, guilt, whatever the emotion is. So next week, I'm going to be taking uh, the Academy through sacred rage um, rituals and practices. We did an intro on the importance of sacred rage this week, and I'm going to be taking them through some practices to release the rage. And what is important to note about that is sacred rage practices isn't just about getting angry. It is about being proactive with your anger and it is about being able to actually sit in the anger. This is the dichotomy of this all is that we're saying we want to get the emotions out of us, these unpleasant feeling emotions. We need to get them out of us. Otherwise it can cause disease, et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, you actually first need to be able to sit in the discomfort of it. Where is it in your body? What is it telling you? Can you sit there in the discomfort? Because when you can sit in the pain and the discomfort, it no longer has power over you because you're not frantically trying to process it. So now when you are sitting in the discomfort of the whatever that uncomfortable emotion is, then another layer of that healing is to be able to transmute and alchemize that emotion into love. And that's really at the highest level. But did you see how we started at a complete unawareness of our emotions? Like absolute no awareness of the power that they truly have over our lives because our emotions dictate our behavior for the most part. And by the way, people who say, I'm not emotional, I'm logical, you are still being guided by your emotions because you're not allowing yourself to express your emotions because you're afraid of, afraid of them, thereby they are controlling you still. What do you resist persists. So if you think that like, oh, I'm completely, if you want to be like avoidant about your emotions, I'm completely logical. I'm so not emotional. I don't understand emotional people. That in and of itself, your emotions are controlling you because you are scared to even go into them. So we start off with like an unawareness of the emotions. Then we 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 go to this journey of um, transferring the emotions onto others as children, right? When we project, we lash out. Some of us graduate from that. Some of us do not graduate from that and are still projecting our anger and all of that outwards. And then some of us get to the phase of like, oh, you know what? I'm going to hold this in because this is not getting the result I want. I was shamed. I was punished. And then the next layer is, oh crap, this is also not getting the results that I want. And I want to create a life that feels good in all areas. Therefore, I need to be aware of my emotions. I need to build my emotional intelligence. Then we get to leveraging those emotions. And then we get to embody those emotions. And then at the highest level, transmute those emotions. And wherever you are in that journey is okay. It has taken me years to get to the embodiment transmutation phase, which is where I'm at now. And it's been a wild ride. 
<laughs> you know, and this journey started from when I was a baby, right? Navigating my emotions and what they what they felt like. What what does abandonment feel like? What does shame feel like? What does fear feel like in my body? And I really navigated this like many of us, you know, in my adolescent and early adult years completely on my own because my I didn't have parents that could support me in that journey. But you know what? Part of the healing journey is not dwelling on what your parents did or didn't do for you, but choosing to reparent yourself today right now so that we don't go back to those earlier stages of transferring our low frequency emotions on other people because that's what happens when we don't know how to process our own emotions. They feel uncomfortable, so I'm just going to lash out at someone else. I'm just going to have a road rage on someone. I'm going to be rude to someone. I'm going to gossip about someone. That's our way of transferring onto the other. So we, we need to take full responsibility and recognize that our emotions do impact us and our health. Our emotions do impact our family. Our emotions do impact our children and that it is our responsibility to do our healing and that our, the healing is happens in layers. And I was saying to Dr. Shelley today on a masterclass we had in the academy, you know, the work is never done. And, you know, I don't say that to scare you and to be like, oh, fuck, the work is never done. God damn it. What's the point? The point is at every level, you get a higher level of peace and tranquility. At every level, it is worth it. At every level that I have gone through this journey, my life has become better. It is There has been more ease and less resistance. So trust me when I say it's, it's worth it to do the work, even though it can be uncomfortable in the midst of the work. Just trust your intuition that you need to do the work. If you'd like to delve into this further, I'll have a link to join the Academy in the show notes. And I'll also have a link to work with me one-on-one if you feel called to go deeper into the the healing work and to build your emotional intelligence. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. If you love this episode, please share it with someone. And if you're a longtime listener, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would rate and review this show on iTunes. I love you so much and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. And remember, it's not only possible to have it all, It is your birthright.